five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about traditional marketing today, teaching kids about finances and stuff. Chores done. Ready for our green light payday, Mom. I'm going to save half and put the rest of my debit card. You gave these kids their own debit card? Actually, Dad, green light helps us teach the kids about money. We can set savings goals. And learn to invest in stocks. See? Back in my day, we kept our money in a mattress. That's where you kept your money? Yeah, green light is better. Dang birds! Bring your family into the financial future. Chores done. Okay, so that was fun. Anyway, uh, let's find out the backstory, right, from our friends over at the drum. They have their ad of the day. That's where I get a lot of my material from. Okay. Green light ads expose archaic personal finance practices. And what's what's funny about that is that our most financially astute, well, we got a couple of them that are pretty financially astute. I was on my motorcycle this morning. It's a little chilly. Uh, but, but one of them, the third one, she, when she was about five years old, she said, she looked around one day and she said, you know, dad, Everything in the house is money. She got that you had to go and buy things. And everything that we had had come from money. And so then she wanted to know how money worked. And when she got to be eight or nine or something, we didn't really pay uh, allowances. We paid for chores sometimes, not very much. But we did do some things to help her uh and one of the things she did was pick raspberries. We had wild raspberries in the yard, quite a bit of them. And black raspberries are very rare. You never see them in the grocery store. I've never seen them. And uh, so we had a really good crop one year. And uh, and we weren't doing anything on a Saturday. And I said, Megan, you want to sell some raspberries? And she said, oh, yeah, let's do that. And so we got a card table and we made a sign and we put it out by the road, and uh, it was great. She, I, I, I went to the hardware store, and you know, cars were zipping by at the end of the road, and I thought, and and uh, Matt, my son, her younger brother, was holding the sign and walking up and down and stuff, and they had a whole table of raspberries, and I thought, uh, you know, well, maybe they'll sell one or two, and it'll be a good experience. So, well, the hardware store is only five minutes away, so I get back in about ten minutes, and. They're all sold out. <laughs> I said, Megan, you know what this means? She said, what? I said, you need to raise the price. <laughs> anyway, so she got diligent about it. I think she even hired the neighbor kids who were about her age. Uh, and she took us all to Great America, which was a couple of hundred bucks and bought lunch and everything. I mean, it was really something. But the way she used to handle money, like when she was in high school, was she would have envelopes and she would have an envelope for savings, an envelope for college, you know, an envelope for fun or something. I don't remember what the envelopes were labeled, but every time she'd get any money in birthdays or holidays or, you know, job, she would put them in. She would put the cash in the envelopes and then and then uh, some of it she would deposit in the bank and some of it she wouldn't. She'd keep for whatever she needed for clothes or whatever. So she was always really good. So, you know, kids do they do enjoy learning about money. And um, uh, now uh, this one says you should get this is, you know, a pretty good article here. 
from Audrey Kemp over at the drum. Uh, Devin, du uh, Devin Zimmerman, Vice President of Greenlight, said, Our new TV ad connects with families using nostalgic humor that both parents and the kids can relate to while showcasing the tremendous value Greenlight can bring to their everyday lives. Oh, and I want to add that my daughter Megan already had her three-year-old, who's now four, but when she was three, they were out at the street selling cookies because <laughs> Natalia wanted a backpack. And so, uh, and so Megan said, well, you'll have to, we'll have to earn the money for the backpack. So she, she brought in 50, 50 bucks worth of cash. And then Megan charged her for the, uh, for the cost of goods. <laughs> So this pays for the flour and the chocolate chips. She says, I did that to her. I don't remember. I, I think that that was terrible, <laughs> terrible cruelty of the kid. <laughs> Take some of her money back to cover your expenses. <laughs> but it just shows you what you can teach kids, <laughs> you know. And uh, and when her birthday came around, she had a lot of things she wanted. And um, then she said to her mom, we might have to sell more cookies. <laughs> So what great lessons, right? And uh, I never put my money in a mattress, but but uh, I was going to say this company gives a debit card, but and maybe they can't really do this. But um, Frank Abagnale Jr., who was the was the subject of the Catch Me If You Can show uh, movie. Uh, who was, you know, a counterfeiter and, and ended up working for the FBI for years and years helping catch counterfeiters, which we're going to talk about in a, in a few minutes, said that you should get your kids credit cards and have them pay the money every month um, because then they actually get a credit history, whereas with a debit card you don't. Um, you know, don't misconstrue this as financial advice, but I just wanted to add that in that there may be something better to do than the debit card. Of course, when they're, they're little kids, it's okay. And it looks like my my stream is lagging again. I have to fix that somehow. Traditional marketing isn't dead. I was hopeful for this because I used to be a columnist for DM News and we used to talk about mail and direct marketing. It used to stand for direct marketing news. I don't know what it stands for now. But this is about traditional marketing, traditional marketing. Got it? Traditional marketing. What is traditional marketing? Well, that phrase is used 41 times in this article. So it got me a little crazy. I went and actually highlighted all the traditionals in here. And you can see right on the first page, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. No, that's the second page. And, you know, I learned grammar from Mrs. Ricks, and she taught me that you shouldn't use the same word over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Especially in this case, where they don't really define it until they're well into the article, like halfway through. And what they mean by traditional is, mm, here, mediums like television, billboards, and direct mail. Um, they do make a few points. They just go on and on with traditional market. Traditional marketing, okay, and contrast it with digital marketing, which is, of course, the modern marketing, right? I don't really think those should be split. Um, Mark Ritson actually 
came up with that. He said, this idea of digital marketing, and he did a thing on how to get a job, and he said, say that digital marketing is the only way to market, <laughs> that, I, that you're a digital marketing expert. And of course, it was tongue-in-cheek. He said, that's ridiculous. Whether you use digital or you use TV or radio or print or whatever, it's all tactics. That's all tactics. The marketing and the strategy is about the message you want to convey. And the article references Marshall McEwen, who says that the medium is the message, but the medium isn't the message. The medium is the medium, and the message is the message. And I don't know how you get how he ever cooked that up. Um, but I think it was the early days of television, and he basically was saying that television was different. And it is different, but it's not that different. And digital is not even a little different, you know, because it's basically the same idea, broadcasting, blah, blah, blah to people based on data, but the data is flawed, as we talked about last night. Excuse me. Oh, it's hay fever season for me. Mercy. Anyway. So, uh, but they make a couple of good points, that you can break through the clutter of digital. Digital is overbought and probably overpriced and under under effective. So by using other medium, television, billboard, direct mail, you can probably get a deal, right? And they also made a point that it's more local, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Bill's trust because, and here's that Marshall McEwen thing, because uh, traditional mediums are, are in our physical environment. I don't know how TV is, but, um, but, they said, and there was something to that. They're sort of lumping it all together. You know, I, I do make a lot of, I do talk a lot about the tactile nature of, of mail and how your, your, your brain has 10 times more neural receptors for, for touch than it does for sight. So it connects with you differently and probably better. And you remember it easier and other things like that. Or outdoor and television and radio are all detached more detached than that so um they're trying to lump those together and contrast them with digital which i don't agree with the premise but um i did like this tip capture lead information by offering to mail print brochures and branded samples samples is a really good one if you can if you can give them something of value and get their real physical address even if it's a drawing you know, I used to run whitetail.com, and we used to have a bow drawing from Matthew's uh, archery. And we would, um, you know, we would say in the sign-up, if you don't have your physical address, we're not going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to pick a different name. So we had thousands and thousands of people online giving us their name, address, I think, and even phone number because they wanted to be able to be contacted. And we told them, we're not going to contact you with email. We don't trust that. And we wanted to make sure they were over 18, although there's no law that says you can't bow hunt under 18, but we wanted to make sure that, uh, or that they, we had their parents' permission. So we wanted to get in touch with them, and we needed to get their sizes and stuff for the bow. So all of that uh, being said, there are ways to ca capture those those pieces of information. And they mentioned that you could repurpose your TV ads and put them on YouTube. And you can put them on without being ads, or you can put them on as, you can use them as ads. Depending, but keep them short, probably, on YouTube. Okay, let's get to something really interesting. 
duplicating the charm of handwritten messages at scale. Okay, and this is from Silicon Angle, which is not a magazine or publication that I've heard of before, um, by Paul Griff Grillin, by Paul Grillin. Okay, and um, he makes he makes a point. CBS News reported in 2021 that 37% of Americans hadn't sent a handwritten letter in over five years and half hadn't received one. I was going to go digging into my archives here because I, I, had, I, had a, I have a setup we'll get into, but I don't have one made up. I had a setup where I made up greeting cards from cardstock and I could run them through the laser printer. The problem I had with handwritten notes is I make mistakes and things and I'm not, so I don't keep it nice. And so I actually uh, created, with the help of Paul Lawson at Market Builder, I created a, a personal font where you write the individual letters through the alphabet. I had enough trouble with that. Uh, and then you scan it. You do it on a piece of paper. They have a template, and you run it through a scanner, and they build an alphabet for you. And uh, so I did that, and I had my own font, and now I can use that font to create uh, uh, a message that looks handwritten. It's my, it is my handwriting, sort of, uh, distilled down. And then I would address it to the person, you know, dear John or whatever. And I would sign it, and I might put a little extra message because I left myself room for that. So I'd have some of my handwriting and some not my handwriting, you know. And people would compliment me. One, one person wanted to buy the font from me because they thought it was an excellent handwriting font, you know, if you're going to have one. Um, but anyway, so people don't buy, don't send them, and they don't, uh, they don't receive them either. And that's a shame. They should go to more baby showers. <laughs> So we get the thank you notes. They're almost always handwritten. Okay, so anyway, the rarity of pen and ink messages makes them compelling enough that they usually get read. A study by the Direct Marketing Association a few years back found that 99% of handwritten letters are open compared with less than 10% of machine-generated mail. Now, what's interesting is it says machine-generated mail. And what we're going to talk about next is a company from uh, founded by David Wachs called handwritten, but spelled funny, to automate the, the art of note writing at large scale, which means it's machine generated. Yes, sorry, but that's what you just said, okay? And so they've got 175 robots that spend their time churning out notes in one of 35 different off-the-shelf styles, and they can also create custom styles, and they can also uh, base it on your personal handwriting, for prices starting at $1,000 for that setup. So you can do it for less uh, if you talk to Paul. <laughs> or you can do it yourself like I did. Okay, and their pricing starts at $3.25 each. I'm assuming that covers the, the postage and printing and all that. And here's an example of it. It's hard to see. I'll try and make it bigger. And you can see that, for example... Because I look pretty closely. This E and this E are the same. And this E and this E are the same. 
until I look close, closely, and this E is the same. Okay, and I've noticed some other things that, that could be a tell, right? E's are a good one to look for because they have a lot of different, a lot of, they appear a lot of times. Okay, and so you can see here's a very round E and here's one with the tail hanging down a little bit and there's the round and round. And this looks like it's the same too, but it might have a little tip to it. It looks like it's the same. So, um, and also you might notice, I did, that the slant of the lines and the spacing of the lines, and this is why I do it on my computer, the slant is, is basically identical on the lines and the spacing is perfect which is very hard for me to do uh, on a blank piece of paper. I also created long ago a template. I don't know if I still got that around. But I created a, a lined paper with big, dark lines so I could put a piece of plain paper on it and write by hand and, and not have it tip funny. Although when you tip it funny, it looks real. But see, because they're all tipped the, exactly the same angle, to me, it doesn't look real. Okay. I do like that this side margin isn't perfectly straight. I'm impressed that they got that to work. Okay, so they did some things. They did some things and they didn't do other things and it's pretty good, right? It's not new. The first auto pen was patented in 1803 and uh, they started using off-the-shelf auto pens but realized that results were not, they looked too much like they'd been generated by a machine. So now they have a machines that don't look as much like machines. So they built their own robots. That's nice. Most people's handwriting is less than perfect, and handy written algorithms attempt to inject just enough messiness to make the robotic output look real. Okay, and if you're not like me and really look at it, we alternate characters so not to look alike, and we also vary the, the line spacing and the edge. I noticed the edge, the angle, um, it looks like. It looks like you tried to write straight across the page but had a hard time doing it. Yeah, that's true. Now, in handwriting analysis, if you go downhill, it means that you're, like, depressed and not, not happy. If you go uphill, you, you're happy. So by making it slanted downhill, which they did, it's a little depressing if you're a handwriting analyst. Okay? <laughs> and so they integrate a number of, of customer relationship management and direct mail and process automation applications and Paul also has APIs with sales, sales, uh, com, <coughs> and can integrate so your Salesforce can send a handwritten note just like that. It looks like a handwritten note. It's not really a handwritten note. And handwritten, he has about 1,500 active clients. Um, none want to be named for fear that their tactics could be considered deceptive, which they are kind of, I think. But, you know, that isn't. All advertising is a little bit of a story told at the at the advertisers uh, in the advertiser's favor. That's what, what advertising is about. Okay, one car dealer switched from print to handwritten notes and said they saw a 27-fold increase in the response rate. Okay, now I'm starting to work, full disclaimer, with old school marketing. And part of the reason I'm working with them is because I was impressed with their mailer. <coughs> and so here's their mailer. And this action, and I found out later, let's see if I can get that bigger. How do I get it bigger? Oh, yeah, over here. Okay, and I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, okay, good. Now you can see it's not perfectly straight, and the lines aren't perfectly aligned. The stamp is a little crooked, 
So I was impressed with that. I said, hmm, that looks odd. And also, you might notice that I have an, a unique address, which is 555 South Industrial Drive, 53029. So I have four different fives in the last two lines of the, of the uh, in the last two lines of the thing, and also Miglosh, Miglosh Marketing, and I can compare the two Migloshes very, very easily. So I can see on my own address that this is written by a human, not by a machine. I was impressed with that. And then the, and then the rest of it had a, a, another handwritten post-it note in the inside. And so I, I critiqued this piece and had some ideas to help it. But anyway, Rusty got in touch with me, and I got in touch. We got in touch with each other. You know, I tagged him in the article, and I found out that they have 180 uh, handwriting people. They're the largest employer in their town, employing actual humans to actually write messages, and they're growing like crazy um, because they have instead of 175 robots, they have which I'm sure somebody has to tend. Uh, they have real human people. And so if you're interested in real handwriting, then uh, you can reach out to Rusty at OldSchoolMarketing.com or just go to their website, which will be in the show notes. Um, and that's the real way to go. That's the real way to go. You know, there's plenty of humans around that are looking for something to do that they could do at home and something like that. And so uh, Rusty does it at scale and is happy to scale up for you at OldSchoolMarketing.com. And so I wanted to – and now <clears> – <throat> Because I'm starting to work with them as a sort of a fractional CFO or a fractional CMO, rather, uh, for some of their clients, um, we're talking testing. And we're going to talk testing till the day I die. And, and so we're now quantifying, like that car dealer. But the way to do it isn't to switch to handwritten notes. It's to send some out handwritten. And you could send some out machine written if you want. And you could send some out. You know, but try to make the copy the same. Try to make the layout and the and the offer the same, and then compare the handwritten versus the machine written. And you should send out at least like a thousand or two of each, I would say, to be legit. Depends on the response you're expecting, um, but we're not going to get into that today. So, um, uh, so anyway, something to think about, if, especially if you're just tiptoeing into direct mail. I would encourage you to do something like this, something unique. Uh, especially if you have a good message to tell, so that you can uh, really see the impact. You know, but do include the QR. It's on there. So that's in the other article, the traditional article. Include, include a response device. Include an offer so that we can track it. Or give me a call. Join the WDMA, and I'll be happy to evaluate your mailing piece. Bye-bye. Like and reshare. <laughs>